Welcome back. This is Dr. Tony Alvarado, your host for Harmonize Your Life, conversations on self-care for women of color. And we are yet in our motherhood series, celebration of motherhood, the month of May. And I'm super excited about my guests for this week's podcast conversation because I have literally known this woman all of her life and at least 52 years of my life. And that is none other than my, she's not going to like me saying this, my baby sister. Baby sister. (laughs) (laughs) She'll let me say that today. But uh, (laughs) she brings up the rear for the Griffin girls. There's five years difference between uh, my sister Yolanda and I. And she, I am so delighted to have Yolanda Griffin Johnson as our guest on the Harmonize Your Life podcast on today. Let me me give you just a little bit of information about Yolanda. Yolanda, uh, in addition to being my sister, literally my blood sister, Yolanda is a dynamic uh, woman, uh, activist, uh, writer, uh, author. She is a philanthropist. She is a board member of MSK Foundation for Women. Um, she's um, she heads up two committees on our board. She heads up the Margaret G. Baker Second Chance Award and the My Sister's Keeper Next Generation uh, Committee uh, for the uh, foundation. She professionally is a finance and accounting manager at Ronstadt USA, um, and she is the founder of Ravens Project. Uh, and you'll we'll talk a little bit more about Ravens Project. And she's also a board member at Grace Church International. She's a conference speaker and workshop facilitator. She is, and I'm not just saying that because she's my blood sister, but she is a powerful boss woman. Welcome, Yolanda. Yo, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Harmonizing Your Life community. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you today. It's a pleasure. Yes, and you got a podcast coming out soon too, right? I do. I've been playing around a little bit, but um, I have a podcast that I'm doing with my business partner um, around small business conversations. So we're, it's called Real Talk with Ken and Yo, Small Business Conversations. I have a huge passion for business operations is what I do day to day um and then uh, entrepreneurship right so how to have conversations around being excellent in business startups and entrepreneurship because most times entrepreneurs and I know we're getting a little bit off subject but we'll get back to what we're talking about or harmonize your life but with entrepreneurs mm-hmm. often they start from a place of passion and gifting, um, and that's the thing that they want to do, right? They want to create. But the substratum and what makes a business owner mm-hmm. and a business is the excellence in operation and execution. And so how, how do we get that, um, that uh, input into mm-hmm. small business owners? So Really super excited about that, but that's not what we talked about today. Okay, okay. Harmonizing our lives. Yes, we're harmonizing. That's part of it now. Business. We got. It sure is. Got to have our business straight, because uh, self care costs money. It absolutely does. <laughs> um, and then also, self care has something to do with how your expression and what you put out in the earth and how right. you create. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, a lot of times, we get in jobs that we have to do they may not be the things that we want to do but we have to do it because we need to take care of our families mm-hmm. and then dually how then do we express ourselves and create in spaces that we really enjoy and oftentimes when we do that it turns out to be a business mm-hmm. um and then how the the breadth and depth of that business kind of what you're doing harmonizing your life this depends on how far you want to take it for some mm-hmm. people it's fun Mm-hmm. Um, just a little side money and others you know find it that they want to grow it and really create uh, a next level of wealth generation for themselves and their families so wow yeah and um, and it's amazing I just had a brief little conversation with your nephew about that about sometimes we work jobs you know 
because we have to, and then eventually we get to do our passion, Absolutely. especially as we're building. But I, 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 I want to talk to you, Yolanda. You know, this is the motherhood series of the mm-hmm. podcast, and you know, the, this podcast started out of my passion for self care, and um, and um, and I want to talk to you, particularly as we close out the month. Because um, there is a real side to motherhood that sometimes we don't want to talk about. Absolutely. And that is the loss of a child, either through a miscarriage or a a child that we have brought into the earth passing Mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you have experienced that um, uh, with Raven. Raven. And so I -hmm. wanted you to share a little bit about your journey with Raven and um and her and the and the whole idea of her her sickness, as well as what you went through while you were caring for her in the earth, and um what you went through subsequent to her passing and how you have been able to move forward um because a lot of the things you're doing now with your business with um the entrepreneurship even in your career and the work that you're doing in the community as a result of Raven's project came on the other side of that absolutely and so um there was a lot birthed in you through your pain yeah it is it's interesting how that can birth purpose through such tragedy that we see as tragedy in our lives but mm-hmm. it's my pleasure to always talk about raven it's how we keep her her spirit alive in the earth but mm-hmm. so Raven's my oldest child I had Raven when I was 23 years old and she was just a brilliant light hilarious mm-hmm. um, little girl and uh, super intelligent super smart and curious and um, just really a dynamic chick and um, so you know for most of her her life she was not visibly ill or we didn't realize that she had this horrible disease dormant in her her body so she had um you know a standard upbringing very active child mm-hmm. she loved sports she loved um just doing anything dancing mm-hmm. yeah she loved dance she a dancer she just competed in anything that she could get her hands on and um so for most of her journey, she was in the earth 18 years. And for most of that time, she didn't, you know, experience any health issues. And so when she was 13 years old, I think she was 13 or 14, she was in a uh, freshman in high school when she first got sick. Um, I remember it was actually around this time of year, distinctly, or really prior to that, she had started getting very sick, um, having colds and not being able to break her fever. And so we went through a couple of cycles of taking her to the hospital and they diagnosed her with having juvenile rheumatoid arthritis as a result of strep throat. And so then she um, had a period of time, a couple of months when she was well. And then in April of, of, I think it was 2005 or something like that, 2006, she um, fell ill again and was sick for about a month. And finally was admitted into Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And after that experience, she was that diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. And so her illness was not a death sentence in and of itself. There are plenty of children, plenty of people who live with ju- children with JRA and mm-hmm. people who live with juvenile, I mean, rheumatoid arthritis. Our mother is one all of mm-hmm. our life, mm-hmm. all my life. Mm-hmm. Pretty much mama has had arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis yeah mom, um, mom got stricken with well she when she first had her real episode was at age 28 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and she shoot shortly I was what five years old when that mm-hmm. happened so mm-hmm. all of my life mom has been ill with that and so I never saw it as a death sentence we always thought it's something that we'd be able to manage um and unfortunately Raven's case I, I think I put this in her obituary, but I, I was like, girl, you always have to be extra. So her case was very <laughs> extra. Uh-oh, she was just, uh, she, she, she did everything with dynamism. So pleased with that. She, um, she had a very severe case in which 
for those who don't know, rheumatoid arthritis is a autoimmune disease. And so it is really your, it is in the family's lupus and uh, which is an, one of the most extreme, extreme expressions of autoimmune disease. And so essentially is your immune system attacking your body. Mm-hmm. Your immune system, immune system sees your body as a foreign entity trying to uh, harm it. And then it attacks itself. So mm-hmm. it attacks, you know, all parts, your internal organs and things like that. So she, to control it, they suppress the immune system mm-hmm. to try to keep the immune system from overreacting. And then the result of that would be you have no defense. Mm-hmm. Um, in this COVID-19 time, you think about that. And so people who are autoimmune suppressant mm-hmm. are very, you know, sensitive to all these viruses and things. And exactly. that's what would happen exactly. to Raven. Mm-hmm. She would get a really bad virus. And then what happens with what's happened with the people with COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, she would crash, meaning she would go septic shock. Mm-hmm. Her blood pressure would drop and all this stuff. And she would go through that cycle and she would do that. Oh my God, almost six months. It was a crazy yeah. time. Yeah. I know you. it's hard to even think about how we lived through that mm-hmm. because we just had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had over 13 hospitalizations, most of them for two weeks or longer every time. So she would get well, they would take her to the hospital and she'd get better. And then as soon as she'd come out, she would catch something else three, four months down the road or mm-hmm. have a reaction to the medicine. So mm-hmm. we did that for five years wow. of her her entire high school journey. Wow. Um, and so um, it was extremely emotionally, physically taxing on our entire family, mm-hmm. you know, particularly Raven because yeah. she, her life, this bright light was diminishing mm-hmm. and dimming over time and so she actually died of h1n1 the last epidemic Mm -hmm. wasn't a pandemic but the swine flu um epidemic in 2009 she's um one of the casualties of that epidemic in september 2nd 2009 um Mm -hmm. she contracted the flu and within like you know hours of them diagnosing her with she passed away so um you know for her probably death was the answer because Mm -hmm. she just could not live her life she was depressed Mm -hmm. because it was the year she was supposed to go away to college something she had she had a scholarship could not do it because of her health conditions and so really for her it was like if I can't live my life the way I want to live it I'm out so um so it was an interesting time at the same time you, you asked me some my other losses so at the same time in June of that year, my um, marriage of 19 years ended in divorce. Mm-hmm. And then August 28th of that same year, our father, mm-hmm. our stepdad who raised us, the only father we, you know, knew in the earth because mm-hmm. our dad died when you were five years old. Mm-hmm. I was just born. Um, he passed away. So five days before Raven died. Uh, and we knew our dad had been ill. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know he was like. We didn't know he was ill like Ill. that, right? He didn't mm-hmm. tell us that. It was so, much, very much a shock to hear that he was that he had passed yeah. of a stroke. Mm-hmm. 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 So he died that Friday, August twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. We found out, and then Raven died on September second of the same year, so mm-hmm. five days later. So we were we were managing multiple losses. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to go bury my dad. You know, you and Inez did. Um, flew out and went to bury my dad in Denver, I mean, Colorado Springs, Colorado. So I, I've never even visited his gravesite. It's one of the things I need to do. I've never mm-hmm. been to his You know, I've never mm-hmm. had that closure. Um, so I had all of that compounded, I tell people, compounded loss mm-hmm. that, you know, hit me at one time. I didn't know who I was grieving or what I was grieving. Um, I tell people all the time that I probably grieved my marriage more than I grieved my daughter. I know that sounds weird and strange, Mm -hmm. but because my daughter was ill Mm -hmm. and it seemed like death was peace for her because she could never sleep. So while, and I knew I would see her again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because as we talked about, as Valerie talked about this morning, I believe in the resurrection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
in some ways it was separation, but we would be together again. Okay. But my marriage was just, you know, that's just failure. Well, because that was like way beyond your control. I hear what you're saying. I hear what right. you're saying. You know, so with, with my, my, I did everything, you know, my, my, there was some, some closure and completeness with losing Raven because we did everything we could do. Mm-hmm. We fought hard for her life to, to be, um, to, you know, she did everything. We did everything, and it was a real, I guess, closure. And I feel bad for parents who don't have that closure. Mm-hmm. But we really had sweet closure with her, so mm-hmm. I don't have questions and lingering things mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with with you know, when you do, people don't get married to get divorced, and so when you deal with that kind of grief, okay, okay, that's very different. Grief wow. because in some ways that's really kind of a you know mm-hmm. failure mm-hmm. Aside, mm-hmm. a little more and, so, and, and divorce is a form of death it is it's a form of death and and then you grieve it it's probably one of the most cruel forms of death because you grieve something that's still a person that's still alive mm-hmm. Wow. The, the relationship you grieve is, you grieve the lost hope the lost dream Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you see, I mean, particularly for those people who, you know, feel like maybe it's, they still want to be in the re- relationship in the marriage. I, I did, neither me or my ex-husband did at that point, even mm-hmm. though we, you know, you got to go through the process. Mm-hmm. But you think about people where they feel like I was, I didn't want the divorce. Okay. And okay. you got to look at this person. Okay. You know, at least okay. if they in the ground, you got to see them. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well let me let me ask you this question do you think raven's illness had any impact on the marriage well sure it did but not on my divorce i'm not going to say that um because i married so young and i married without any real purpose other than that was just what you did and and me and my ex-husband did not have individually even our purposes weren't identified Okay. And so then, of course, we didn't have a joint purpose. So that was already bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that was another <laughs> layer on an already broken, you know, oh, okay. relationship. So, okay. Um, but, you. you know, illness can divide. Okay. Okay. You know, I think, is it is it Leslie Parrott? Is that the name of the Leslie's? The two yeah, doctors? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Le- uh, and Les, Les and Leslie Parrott. Uh-huh. And they have the book that talks about uh-huh. you know, the th- seven things I can't think of the name of the book, but that um causes marriages to have trouble and one of mm-hmm. them is the illness or death of a child. Yeah, it is. And and statistically it's it's you you've heard um I've read uh stati- um stats will say that a lot of once a child dies in the marriage, some marriages can't survive the loss of a child. Yeah, and it's you know, I cannot describe talking about motherhood, this series of motherhood, I can't describe, it's indescribable what happens to you when you lose a child. I almost, because we still have our mom, thank mm-hmm. you, God. Mm-hmm. He had a very, you know, very, yeah. very scary illness last year mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. had us thinking about what happens to losing your mother. But yeah. I guess it would be like what it's like to lose your mother. And one of the things that I say a couple of things I tell people is mm-hmm. when I'm often asked when someone loses a child, can you talk to this person? Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell them all the time, listen, I didn't lose, I lost a child, but I didn't lose your child. Right. Okay. Say that again. I lost I a lost child. I lost a child, but mm-hmm. I didn't lose your child. Mm-hmm. I didn't lose your child the way you lost your child. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your t- child represented to you. Your child could have been your last hope. Mm. your child could be mm-hmm. so much tied to mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. 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 and what it represented for their second chance mm-hmm. and um, I have a dear friend, your store rough, Stephanie Thompson mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who, Imani she lost her only child mm-hmm. we met over that experience because someone introduced me to her and she lost her only child and 
she wasn't expect her daughter took ill and she sent her away to a camp mm-hmm. for the summer and she never thought I wouldn't see my daughter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. alive so that's a whole different experience mm-hmm. than watching you know watching Raven a child deteriorate the over the years mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. God gave Raven such an amazing exit because she had the prom at the hospital yeah 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 she wanted to be a um a reporter so she got a chance to go to channel 11 mm-hmm. and so the things that she had in her heart to do she was eight we didn't realize that it was because she wouldn't do them for you know a long she wouldn't live longer but she got a chance to know that moment mm-hmm. and so she had this beautiful exit almost like a goodbye journey mm-hmm. <laughs> that she mm-hmm. was on and so you, it's, I don't have those. She got a chance to graduate from high school. Imani died her senior year. Mm. So she got her degree posthumously. So, you know, that's kind of, you know. It's a different experience. It's a different journey. And so I, I almost, like I, I was saying before, the mother-child relationship is, is literally the only relationship where you are tied to the person. Mm. Like, you bring that child, they're tied to your body, the umbilical cord keeps you attached for the 10 months. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that there is a heartfelt separation mm-hmm. when one of those parties depart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it from the losing a child side, but I can see now how when people lose their mama, they lose their mind mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the connection that mm-hmm. you share. Mm-hmm. No other connection involves that type of, mm-hmm. you know, tie. Mm-hmm. You marry out of a decision and you bond. Mm-hmm. Your siblings are, you know, people you bond with through relationship, but this is a physical moment. Mm-hmm. that you share and I, I can I see now why people lose their mind when they lose mm-hmm. their mama mm-hmm. they can lose their daddy you talk about this all the time and you know, <laughs> and, know and some people some people you know it's different because some people it's their dad I've heard that absolutely yeah but it's I understand what mama. you're saying but it's something about that mother child relationship wow it is and girl and people and people mourn their mama for years yeah even when mama was old enough to leave they still mourn her like you know mama was like i'm ready to go and Mm -hmm. people still you know feel like that because it is something physically Mm -hmm. that happens to you that marks you forever You know, our grandmother, who's gone on to be a part of that great cloud of witnesses. Yep. Um, I'll never forget, Granny said to me, um, years after our father passed, who was her baby mm-hmm. son, um, she was 50 years old when, when our dad went home to be with the Lord. And um, I'll never forget one day talking to Granny about, about you know, death and, and just, you know, Granny, she talked death and, and dying and all that was a part right. of her her conversation and not in no spooky way but just no, as a part of life it. and like and it was a part because death is a part of life and she but granny said to me one day Yolanda I never forget this she said baby I lost him I've lost my mother I've lost my father I've lost uh brothers and sisters and friends and she you know she was probably in her 70s or so when she said this to me and she said but nothing compares to losing your dad Mm -hmm. now you gotta understand dad had been i think i had 30 some years years at that point (laughs) our dad had been dead 30 something years because i know i was in my 30s or so when she said this to me and i was five years old when he passed yep and she said but nothing compares to the loss of a child 
it is um it is like I said, something physically happens to you, something mentally happens to you, something emotionally happens to you. And you ask me all the time, you're like, how did you get to that? So it's so interesting you bring up Granny. So I had Granny, I had Auntie Lily, and I had so many women. Um, Deborah Reed, Marion Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So many women who I saw lose children who managed to, at least on the surface, because I didn't, I wasn't in their private moments, intimate times, but show me and demonstrate how to hold on to faith mm-hmm. and walk out of that type of situation. And so I was a student from afar because these women are way older than me mm-hmm. you know i'm not a contemporary mm-hmm. they wouldn't in that time you know we i've talked to several of them since mm-hmm. but in that time they would not have been sharing with me how they got through those moments mm-hmm. but um i was a student from afar and i took lessons from watching them um even as raymond was ill and then how they were able to you know find some semblance of moving on even you know our grandmother Madea who was in, who's mm-hmm, been to see mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> so I've you know women have been doing that for ages and so I, I when people tell me that I'm like I ain't no superhero really honestly it's really God because he's made perfect in our weaknesses and probably I allow myself just to be weak in him and his strength to undergird me but um you know practically Mm-hmm. What I was able to do um, is, you know, watch those women and then decide that Raven's life, would, that her experience would not end simply with her death on September 2nd, 2009. And then how could I keep her spirit and her light alive so that people know that she lived and that she continued to give from who she was through, mm-hmm. you know, me being her agent and mm-hmm. her sister Simone being her agent in the earth. And so I had to find a way to put that grief in to make it into a positive force because grief literally is a a being. It's a horrible, horrible energy that if you it it and it's natural. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can't avoid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But the the heaviness of that energy is so heavy mm-hmm. that I tell you all the time about another dear friend of ours mm-hmm. that I understand why she went another way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the grief, mm-hmm. the the energy of grief, and it is unavoidable, and it follows you everywhere you go until you deal with it. And I tell all the time, it does not ask permission. Mm-hmm. Grief shows up whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. It's shown up in the airplane. It's shown up mm-hmm. <laughs> at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shows up when it feels like it. Mm-hmm. And, and it interrupts you in a way that, you know, Dr. Lil Darcy said this morning, I, you need Ooh, to bless that Bless disruption. the disruption. Ooh, did she not set us free? But disrupt grief is such a disruption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like, come deal with me. And you'd be like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to be with that. And so I had to find a way. I'm glad to- you I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you, and I know there's no formula. I know that we, the steps of grief. I know a right. lot. Of, and this is Five not a grief counseling right. session. And there are grief counselors. And maybe in our next right. uh, series, we'll talk about grief. And I'll bring in some people who actually do grief work. Right. Um, that can kind of help us. Um, but I know that there are stages to grief, like, you know, uh, the, the whole denial, denial the anger, mm-hmm. um, um, acceptance. I'm missing mm-hmm. a couple of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, but, but a lot of times women get stuck. And so, and not just, and this is not a, um, of course, you know, this is no way near a shaming of, because uh, I don't believe sure. in shaming women for our experiences. Um, but we do get stuck. And and you've been able to move forward. Can yeah. you share some, I know you said, okay, so you had a women, you had women, other women 
who yep. spoke into you, who, who had gone, had similar experiences. They didn't lose your child, but they lost a child. Exactly. And so they were um, able to, you were able to look at their lives and pattern some things. And I think some of it may be naturally innately who I am. I'm innately a half glass full kind of chick. And so for me, I'm always looking for the better. I'm mm -hmm. always looking for the teachable moment. I'm always looking for, okay, God, you know, I'm one of those people that's what, I, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be cliche and say God got a lesson in every, you know, mm -hmm. but I am always looking for um, the moment of how I can take this now that happened to me and make it work for me. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so um, would you recommend a woman look for a teachable moment in this? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. A teachable moment, a moment. And, and really, honestly, and it's, 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 I guess it's that process of grief of getting to acceptance of really processing, mm -hmm. you know, what happens, not being, being okay with under, not understanding it all. Mm. Mm. Because, you know, you're trying to figure out, well, why did my child get sick? And so, it's so funny because I you can take two roads in this because with Raven, because I told you she was in the hospital so many times, one of the times that she was in the hospital, um, in fact, she, she towed it and they had to save mm -hmm. her life. And mm -hmm. the result of that was she had a huge chemical burn from the epinephrine in her arm. And so um, there was her dad had asked about, you know, should we sue the hospital? I'm like, why would you sue the hospital? So I've never been that type of person. So I could have gotten, you know, so angry mm -hmm. as to follow the energy of trying to make somebody pay for Raven being ill and all of this. Mm -hmm. That could have been my choice. I choose not to follow that because it didn't feel good to me and it, I didn't see a winning outcome. Okay. And so I was looking for the winning outcome. How do I win? How does Raven win? How do others win? Mm. From Look for the winning outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. How do I so, win? And how does my child win in this? Right. And mm -hmm. how do others win? How do we make this a winning outcome? Oh, wait a minute. I like that. I see three things here. You know me. So I said, <laughs> you know, I'm a preacher, so I'm going to get three points. So <laughs> how do I win? How do my child who's deceased win? And how do others win as exactly. a result of my experience? I love that. Exactly. I love you that. You know, and so because, you know, everybody feels good when they win. Um, mm -hmm. and you, it brings the opposite of the, 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 the heaviness of grief. It brings joy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So how do I get in that, the finance during me, how do I get the opposite outcome? <laughs> you better use that accounting degree. I'm trying to figure out how do I get the betterment of my investment? Okay. And so, you know, I can keep sewing to the, to the bad side or I can sew to the good. And so for us, it was so to the good of a helping to Raven, Raven live beyond her moments of the earth, right? Her, she passed when she was, I, I, I believe firmly and I believe the Bible confirms that spirit never died. Mm -hmm. And so, it, so the body dies and the soul leaves, spirit lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. forever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so for me it was how do I keep her spirit alive um, by helping others and in me so I don't forget her mm -hmm. uh, and the energy that she brought mm -hmm. how do me and her sister because now you know her dad I'm still processing divorce so now it's just me and Simone so how do, do we you know bond and keep her going in our lives and hearts so we don't forget her and then because I have a heart of a philanthropist how do I then use this to help somebody else be better um by by you know um blessing them with the light of Raven and so that's the birth of Raven's project so I was gonna say let's so, talk about Raven's project <laughs> so that's the birth of Raven's project Raven's project kind of birthed really out of me wanting to do Again, keep her spirit alive, and I really didn't understand what I was going to do with the organization of <laughs> do stuff in Raven's name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's why our tagline is, <laughs> as our tagline is just we do good work, right? Mm -hmm. um, so because it really was simply using it as a philanthropy organization in Raven's name, 
around the the things that she loved. She loved education. She loved to read. She loved to write. Um, and she loved. Um, and then of course she had the experience at the hospital. So we started off doing things for the children's hospital because that immediately was what I knew we wanted to give something back to and impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, it really kind of burst. Um, into a merge of her passions and my passions when you talked about that mm-hmm. of my passion for education mm-hmm. and philanthropy and so five years ago we started the Raven C. Johnson Perseverance Scholarship which um, looks to honor a young woman who is in college who's beginning her college career or still in her first degree program um, from the ages of 17 to 26 and the scholarship that young woman with funds Award her um, degree, mm-hmm. and it is awarded based on that young woman's journey of perseverance to high, through higher education. So, um, we do an essay, and we just hear the stories of young women, and we have uh, to date, I think in five years, given over fifteen thousand dollars to wow. eleven young women, and those young women. Uh, have had experience of um, it's interesting I don't really even think anybody has had illness as their issue but anything from date rape Mm. um, that deterred their college career to you know of course single parent moms who watched their mom struggle couldn't afford to send Mm -hmm, to college and mm they were able to persevere over that Mm -hmm. Um, girls who just didn't have any support at Mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. they own their own and so, because I knew, I know Raven would have loved to help a young woman get through college because mm-hmm. she loved education. And I, it's my passion. It just becomes a, a something that we connect on. And now, it's, it's you know, really ignited my own purpose, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of the other work that we do, because we believe so strongly that, that, um, our young people are as smart, and by our young people, I do mean black and brown children, mm-hmm. um, are just as smart as anybody, but they are not as exposed. And I do believe that firmly exposure is so important mm-hmm. to being able to be successful beyond. And uh, so we do travel trips that expose our girls to a world beyond their own mm-hmm. so that they feel like they are, are uh, can be a part and they know how to show up when invited in mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. And so we now use our tribal business as the way that we raise, primary way we raise money for the scholarship program. So all of those things are connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that connects to my passion for entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. that, um, um, who is the guy, the concentric circles, the, the um, mm-hmm. now I, I, you're always quoting, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Um, um, so, Clinton, J. Robert Clinton. Clinton, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are now just merging together. Yeah, from, yeah. And this, those are convergence um, Convergence experiences. Mm-hmm. They're all coming mm-hmm. together. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's convergence. All of those. Your passion, yeah. Yeah. Raven's passion. Right. Your pain right. with now purpose. And then, and that light that you're, that path that you're blazing, blazing for, for other girls who would have been Raven's age going to college and um and then even for mothers that you're giving hope to who have lost their child in ways that they can and everybody may not start a foundation like a ravens project or a business right travel business or anything like that but just finding a way i hear what i hear what you're saying is finding a way to turn that that sorrow into joy i read I read, I don't know, I read all the time, and I read articles all the time, and this one I didn't mark, but I read an article um, several years ago, and it was about the Jewish faith, and it was saying how in Judaism, and you see it kind of in the Bible that they, you know, memorials are um, cornerstones to their faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when something happens, they create a memorial mm-hmm. or a place. And you see that, and you see that in the Bible. You see it when they came through the Red Sea. Ex- they play. They the put. They stacked those stones. They pulled out stones from the red, from from the um from the water. 
and they Absolutely. stack those songs, songs and it's and in Joshua, uh, I think it's around chapter three, and 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 he said, build this memorial, and when your children ask, what do right. these songs mean? That's when you get to tell them the story of, of crossing your mm-hmm, of your journey. Mm-hmm. And so, with that tied to losing children, so one of the things they do is every year when they lose a like for a child Mm -hmm. this was the case with a child i assume they do it for all of their family members but they every day every year on that the anniversary of the child's death some moment they go back and they do something in memorial of that loved one and so that's kind of what i'm saying i guess advocating here is and, and it connects you with that person in a good way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know because what we tend to do when we when we feel like we're running from grief is not want to remember but really is remembering that mm-hmm. heals you mm-hmm. so Delanda. we tend to want to mm-hmm. just not think about that person but it's actually when you do that mm-hmm. that it cleanses you mm-hmm. And gives you those moments of release to think of their smile mm-hmm. or to think of, you know, what they would have done in that moment and to laugh about, oh, Raven was here. She would have said this. Or, <laughs> you know, I'll, then I'll tell her, I'm like, oh, that's a Raven face right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. And so you think about that. You laugh. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, and you have this moment of connection that's joyful. And what we spend our whole time doing is running from grief. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Jonathan, our son, my son, you know, your nephew, Jonathan and Raven were buddies. They, they were, yeah. were, were um, he, he was older than her. She was older than him. She's older than him. But she was like his big sister that he never had. And apparently Joshua too, because he remembers her. Oh my God. You know, Joshua talks about her all the time. All the time. All the time. And um and even Ariel, even though Ariel was much yeah. younger, she you remember Ariel had a teddy bear for years yep. that stayed on her bed that um that, that was, was named Raven. Raven. And she still and she still has that teddy bear. Um I think she took that teddy bear to college with her. I'm almost positive it, it went with her <laughs> to Spelman. And um she has a picture of her on Raven's back that still that she took with her to Spelman. Oh wow. And um and it's in her room now. And um, a couple weeks ago, Jonathan just kind of just tore me up. He just woke up one morning and wrote how much he missed her. And he said, you know, I wish you would have met my wife. And yeah. I, I wish, that. oh, my God, I just was like, I'm done. Just, I could just, <laughs> I was done. But the fact that, that, you know, that they're able to remember her and the fact yeah. that. But, Yolanda, we wouldn't, as a family, be able to remember Raven as much if you hadn't done what you did in keeping Raven alive in our family. And giving you all permission for her to be alive. Because then people Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about it because they say, who you going to be with? Yeah. You're going to be crying. Or you're going to be, you know what I mean? So then that person, you know, goes into this space of, Mm -hmm. I don't know where, Mm -hmm. some families Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're afraid of upsetting the room. Mm -hmm. And so I know I'm for glad. me, one of but the greatest, did that for us. she did, she kept our father alive. I mean, and he, and he stayed alive for our whole family, you know, he did. He um, was, I'm, I mean, all the, t- all the time. Grandma would talk about dad. Like he was right there. I'm in the middle of finishing a book um, mm-hmm. that really kind of evolved into just my, a little bit of my story, but how I've processed these events. And it, it really, it, it in the writing it took me back to my experience with dad. Um, I didn't know dad because, you know, he died when I was two months old. But in that journey, I I was writing how, you know, I know so much about him because we had permission to talk about him. Mm-hmm. I don't know when somebody told, I was two months old when he died. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea when somebody told me that he died. <laughs> Like, I, nobody ever sat me down and said, you know, your daddy died. I just knew it. <laughs> I just knew it because we had permission to talk about him. And 
they would talk about him in a way mm-hmm. that was like, you know, it, memor- it just made him seem like he was a Superman because he could do everything now that he was gone. Mm-hmm. He probably mm-hmm. couldn't do nothing. Because, you know, we because we going to venerate, what they call venerate, we going to venerate the dead, all of us. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, but all of these people, he could play basketball like nobody could. He could sing. Like but his short self, right? Like, <laughs> right. So it's like, he could do everything because, you know, he became this big, you know, bigger than life person in death. But I say that because Granny did that for us, and maybe I picked that's something I picked that, you know. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Right. Wow. Wow. You know, is that, you know, watching these women, I picked that up from yeah. her. It's like, you know, it's okay to remember and, and don't feel, you know, like people can't talk about that person because you're in the room. And I'm, again, like you said, I'm not in any way, um, wanting to to bash people or women who that is their experience because for some reason it is and I don't know your whole journey and who you could model I don't know that I hope to give hope mm-hmm. and that there there is a different way mm-hmm. I hope and I won't say hope. a right way a different way but there's a different way but I love what you said I hope to give hope Right, because that's what we need when when mm-hmm. somebody dies, especially when we lose a child, a child, especially when we lose a marriage, when our mother dies or our father. This is Mother's Day, and some of us are grieving the loss of a mother right now. But right. you're giving us hope, and that's what I love about okay. the way you have lived your life, uh, post, pre, and post, pre, during, yeah. and post Raven's uh, passing, and so. Um, well, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. And I know it's not been easy. I know. I've oh, watched. I think someone said it earlier today when we were in our conversation earlier about how grief changes a person. And I've watched how grief has changed you. Absolutely. It it marks you in a way, like I said, it marks you in a way that you're never the same. I remember around the time I lost Raven, shortly after someone we knew lost their mother, and they were like, I just want to get back to normal. And I was like, kind of like COVID-19, this is your new normal. <laughs> there, There is a new, and embracing the newness, I guess, is what helped me, was to say, things have shifted for me. Forever. Um, even in how she died, and the energy it took for me, I just never got that energy back. I just never could conquer and do I just could not and honestly it reminds me that it was never really my energy it was the grace of God mm. and the undergirding of the Holy Spirit that was taking me through those moments and so the things I was able to do then with that season was gone and so that grace lifted mm. and mm-hmm. um I was able then to stop mm-hmm. and and not because I'm often but now driven. you got it but, but now you got a different grace I do. So we and go from grace to grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We go we from do. grace to grace. So you might not have the grace and the energy you had when you when you had to dig but in while different. she was sick and going to the hospital and working and being in the hospital with her. But now you had a different grace, and it's the it grace is. for this season. It's um, and I'm in, I'm I'm embracing that. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not fighting that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to embrace it because mm-hmm. um, I'm often driven. And I really, really, really tried in the last 15, 10 years since she left to be led. Mm. And um, that's so good. I am. Um, so with that, you know, even with Raven's Project, I don't I don't know how long I'm going to do that. I don't. I'm going to it's done. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. And I'll be like, okay, that's over. <laughs> um, and so that, you know, this kind of where that, what this I'm getting. This is where you are right now. Exactly. Wow. So wow. I pray that, you know, through that, through our conversation and, you know, praying for those in this season who've lost mothers, who've lost children, who may be trying to navigate the choppy waters of grief and what to do with the heaviness of that energy. Um, I, I'm praying for you because it is a journey that only you can walk through by yourself. It's something no one literally, I don't even care if y'all lost the same person. If mama, if we, we lose mama, mm-hmm. mama is different to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what, it's what different. I'm losing and what you're losing is, is different. It's so different. Same mother. Same mother. Mm-hmm. But our and experience so, is different. I love it's that. It's very different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, give your family members permission not to respond the way you're responding. 
Don't just because one sister want to go fly around and the other sister want to bury in a house. Give people permission. Obviously, look out for dangerous signs. Okay, okay, okay. But give them permission to process differently. To process differently, mm-hmm. and um, and to do it different. I never did. I never went to counseling ever. Mm-hmm. I'm an advocate of counseling. I'm an advocate of therapy. I never did it. Mm-hmm. Um, for reasons we could talk about on the podcast, but I never did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell the first thing I tell when I talk to to, to women is, do you advocate therapy because you need a therapist? Mm-hmm. Now I read books and I did things like that, but I never um, physically um, went to therapy. And that's probably because I had a failed experience with with um, marriage therapy. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to I want to encourage you to try it again because you may you may have a. <laughs> You know, it's just like my therapist said to me, my therapist said this to me when I, and she was on the podcast in March and she said, people will have a bad experience with a therapist. And then they said, they're never going back to therapy. But she was like, it's just like buying shoes. <laughs> when you, you go in the, the store, right you got to find and the right one to fit. And it so may funny. be cute, but you, you try it on in the store and it ain't working. And sometimes we purchased it and took it home and had to take but it back or we end up giving it so, away. <laughs> you're so right about it because now, you know, my life is, I would consider good. I don't have no major issues. My career is great. Yeah, yeah, but you can still. So now I'm just like, I really want to go to therapy. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I, 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 you, you, I think you would like it. I um, think you would enjoy so it. I'm, I'm an advocate to... for it. And, you know, I have I go to my therapist regularly. I'm telling you, I'm just like, I think I'm going to find a therapist this year. Um, And so that. The, well, you know, I, I can, well, I'm going to tell you now, I recommend Felicia uh, in white, Felicia, um, Oh, Lord Jesus, Felicia English White. I recommend okay, her to her you. Information. I, I would will. Love to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even though I had girlfriends that really was my therapist, I owed them money. But let me correct that. That's know. Felicia White English. I'm sorry. All right, go so, ahead. Yeah. So that, <laughs> but I'm an advocate of that, right? I'm mm-hmm. an advocate of talk therapy, journal therapy, all of those different mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that help you process your feelings and emotions and that and in some ways i did do it i just didn't do it with a and some of us need grief counseling you know that and grief counsel grief group yeah grief groups things um, of that Stephanie nature thompson um who we talked about earlier she did grief groups mm-hmm. for parents that lost children and in fact we have a grief circle of women mm-hmm. that you know a she grief circle good through mm-hmm. her journey she mm-hmm. kind of brought us all together so we Facebook. We've met a couple of times. And so, okay, that's good. Um, we have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think I just didn't. You know, I went probably had like a grief conversation, and because I'm a half glass girl, full girl, you know, being in that moment, I just like yeah. Knew. And like you said, everybody's <laughs> everybody's process is different, and everybody's mm-hmm. journey is different. Ex- exactly. And so for me, you know, I deal with things through isolation and so for that's just how I deal with life and so I isolate try to get my head around it and then I could come out and go let me reason because I'm very cerebral and so it's just how I process life but mm-hmm. I love the thought um and the the work of therapy mm-hmm. um I, and so you know now I'm just like I just want to go sit on somebody's couch I probably need to talk to somebody yeah you do you do <laughs> trust me I'm your sister you do yeah yeah yeah, and you know sometimes it's timing. You know, it, is. it could be years later my, that sometimes Simone, we're ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Simone has had therapy. She didn't have therapy when she lost Raven, but she since had therapy. She loves therapy. She's like, okay, I love therapy. Mm-hmm. And Simone um, is your your daughter, my Raven's daughter, sister. Raven's sister. And mm-hmm. so she's had therapy, um, and she loves it. She really does. And and I that's good. I'm glad you brought that up because some of the women that are listening who've lost children have siblings that they're dealing with. Right. And so we right. can't shut down because we still have another child, right? Exactly. exactly. And so how did you help Simone with her grief? Um, so Simone was 12. And so really, she didn't have therapy until she went away to college when she, when she, really all of her world just compounded on her. Mm-hmm. Because when she was going, when she was 12, 13, <clears throat> she showed, <clears throat> excuse me, she showed no signs of, I just kind of watched her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to force her into therapy because 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that she understood what mm-hmm. she was. She had language to be able to even go through that experience. And so when she turned 18, she had a real moment of dealing with our divorce. All of those griefs mm-hmm. caught up with her. Mm-hmm. And and so she was away at school and really began to experience some depression. Mm-hmm. And so she wound up doing therapy while she was in college. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she really, you know, loved it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it helped her kind of get to that Wrap next her brain around it. Mm-hmm. 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 Because she lost so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She lost her sister and her dad. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he moved away. And she so lost parts of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, well, she lost me before that, but that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, mm-hmm. and so she had, grown under, she had grown up under the shadow of such a dynamic sister, and then Raven's journey took so much from all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And so, we're, um, and, and so how can, how can mothers or women on this podcast, listening to this podcast, connect with Yolanda? I heard you say that you've done some work with, with women. You kind of talk some women in their, through their journey. So how can we, and I, I know you're not a grief counselor, but I mean, if <laughs> someone that's listening to yeah. this podcast just wants to connect to maybe a grief circle or something like that, how can they find you? Yep. So. The, follow me. I have a couple of, I'm active on, not as active as Dr. Tony, but I am active on social media. Uh, at Yolanda Motivates is my handle on Instagram. Um, and then our website, www.ravensproject.com. You can contact me through um, the contact page on our website. Um, and um, would love to connect uh, with women and you know, just not just around grief, but around purpose mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. And then really how to turn tragedy into purpose, try, tragedy into triumph and and um, help people really compartmentalize that mm-hmm. in energy so that it doesn't really create such havoc mm-hmm. in your life. It doesn't have to. It has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Finding a p- purpose in that pain. So at Yolanda motivates, and it's Y O L O N D A. Y O L O, right? Y O L O N D A motivates on Instagram, mm-hmm. and um, and Ravens Project is www.ravensproject2010.com. Or, or. <laughs> <laughs> girl, you don't know your website. Go to my IG, honey. Go to Go IG. IG. Yolanda motivates and yeah. Raven Project two zero one zero two zero one zero. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get with Lacey about our domain, but okay. Yeah. So that's something else. Okay. But yes. Um, but go to my IG because I can't remember what that website is. <laughs> Com or okay, if they put I'll in, I can't remember y'all. I... Sorry, I had moments. Okay, it's all right. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Just look her up. Google her. She'll come up. Trust me. And, yes, yes. And, um, and I think on Twitter she's at and triumphantly can... yo. Triumphantly uh, yo. Don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> do not follow me on Twitter. <laughs> don't do follow not her on follow Twitter. Me on Twitter. <laughs> And you can follow our pages, Ravens Project on Facebook, Ravens Project on um, on Instagram. Okay. Yes. Ravens Project on Instagram. And, and Ravens Project on Facebook. And Ravens like Project on Facebook. You can follow her yes. there. You can connect to some of the work she's doing in entrepreneurial. If you're a mother on this, on this, listening to this podcast, or you know a mother uh, that needs to hear this message, hear this Yolanda story. Um, then please, please share this this podcast series uh, or this this particular episode and uh, connect with Yolanda. And I know she'll do you good on your journey. Yolanda, you're a woman of prayer. I and am. I heard you say that you're praying for the women who are listening, the, those who are listening and hear this uh, podcast. So would you just, I think this is the first time since I've been doing the podcast that I've ended oh, wow. with prayer. And oh, um, wow. I just would, this is a wonderful close to our motherhood series. We've been uh, uh, 
doing the motherhood series all month the month of may every monday a new episode of this podcast comes out and so you're you're bringing up the rear but i want i didn't i wanted to save this one for the last one um because i did want you to um pray and i want i just felt like it would be a good way to close out and i want you to pray not only for the mothers who are on this? Who are listening? But those who have lost mothers, because it's month, it's the month of May, and it's month, it's Mother's Day month, and so there are people who are dealing with the loss of mothers who are listening, and there are mothers who are dealing with the loss of child, and some are dealing with both. And so, if you would just say us a, a prayer to well, close out our time together. Well, Father, you, we thank you for our time. We thank you for this. Uh, medium, we thank you for the conversations that you are causing us to have through Dr. Tony and the Harmonizing Your Life uh, platform. Father, particularly, we come to you this evening um, celebrating really the gift of motherhood that you've given us. Um, while you created and formed the first man um, and the first woman, every other person has come through the womb of motherhood. And so we thank you, Father, for the gift and the connection that comes, the nurturing that comes, um, um, the identity that comes with uh, the experience of being birthed in the earth um, through women and then being raised by them, Father. Father, we thank you that even women or people who naturally may not have known their mothers for many reasons that you've put in a mother figure, a grandma figure, an auntie figure, um, mm. a, a Sunday school teacher figure, some type of mother figure, teacher figure has uh, perpetuated the gift of motherhood in the lives of many. And so we thank you, Father, in this moment that our world celebrates this energy that um, really is probably the substratum mm. of support and strength that all of us gain from. If you ask any person who their hero is, they're probably going to say mostly their mother. And so, Father, we thank you now that we have the moment to celebrate womanhood and motherhood as sisters and as people, um, Father. And we thank you, oh God, that even when motherhood turns sour Mm -hmm. uh, from time to time, when motherhood doesn't pan out the way we thought it would, when the miscarriage happens or the child loses is lost or the adoption happens and we lose some connection with the motherhood uh, when mama dies or grandma dies or auntie dies or whomever has 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 given us the experience of motherhood in the earth and the separation and the loss that comes and the grief that comes with missing that energy in the earth father um comes Lord, that you are able even in that to sustain us Mm -hmm. and to help us to be able to connect with what we did have and celebrate what we did have and be able to celebrate Madea and Big Mama and and Nana and and, and, and our own individual mothers, and even as mothers who've lost children, to be able to release them to you, God. For we understand, oh Lord, that you are the creator of all things, and, and through you we come, and to you we return. And so, Father, we thank you now that even though we don't understand it all, and we can't figure it out, that somehow, some way, you turn the sourness of our experience into something that we could celebrate mm-hmm. and bond over and even use it to propel us forward um, into the future, God. We thank you now for any person who's listening to this broadcast who now may be uh, uh, pained or feeling some heaviness from the conversation of, of, of talking about the loss of child or mother. And we pray that your spirit will come now and just bring them deep comfort in a way that they haven't experienced before. Mm-hmm. Father, and not just give them comfort, but just give them a way forward. Um, the something, some hope, some statement, mm-hmm. some word in this conversation will it be a light unto their feet, <clears throat> a, a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path from having uh, listened to us today. Mm-hmm. And so we thank you now, Father, um, as we celebrate motherhood at the end of this month of May and celebrate self-care and celebrate all that we're doing through uh, harmonizing your life with Dr. Tony. We pray, oh God, that you would continue to breathe new insight and ideas mm-hmm. and resources to this program so that others may be helped and continue to be blessed um, from this, from being a part of these powerful conversations mm-hmm. with women. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you now, God. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate all that you're doing through Dr. Tony in the season. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate My the spirit. Pleasure, I, I appreciate the motherhood of God in yes. this and that God is, we could feel God's presence in this. And my prayer, uh, as you continue, uh, Yolanda is that God will continue to give you beauty for your ashes, the oil of joy Amen. for your morning, morning Amen. and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. As you have that. lifted us today, I pray that you are lifted as well as you continue to remember Raven and Amen. continue to let her light shine in the earth through the good works of Raven's Project and all the entities of your life. Amen. And, and here's the, the last thing I want to leave you all with, and I want to leave you with Dr. Tony, mm-hmm. is that just, just reminded me, is for those who may be grieving, please remember that there are still people here for you to love mm-hmm. and, and to be around. So don't be so uh, uh, involved in your grief that you've missed those who are still here. Mm-hmm. So remember to love on the kids that are left, the children the husband the sisters all that's left mm-hmm. because you may strengthen what remains <laughs> yeah i like that that's strengthen what remains i love that yolanda okay thank you for thank that you. last thank word of encouragement and thank you for being a part of the harmonize your life community I'm excited. I'm excited too we'll talk some more sis I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this, this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me. Contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.